0: today we're we're hitting on it on something that's very challenging. you know Jesus is is uh, in these passages that we're covering today is is you're going to hear a familiar message, but uh, just as you as we read the words together, let them sink in a little bit. They're very challenging, okay And uh, to, we haven't done this for a while. Why don't you stand up as we have the reading of God's word? I'm going to read the whole passage this morning, not very long. And uh, so, it's Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 36. I'll just read it, and let's listen here. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great. and You will be sons of the Most High for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your
1: father is merciful. This is the word of the Lord. Please have a seat. <clears throat> now I want to Mention something here
0: uh, by way of illustration initially here. So, at this elders retreat I was at, I gave a little talk, and, and then afterwards there was a break, and some other elder, a newer elder in the group of churches comes up to me, and he says, now, I want you to know that what I'm about to tell you doesn't mean you're old. Okay, you know what that means? I'm old. So if anybody ever prefaces what they say to you with that, just know it's a lie. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And uh, so he says, here's, here's the point. It wasn't about that. But the point was, he says, you remind me so much of my dad. Your mannerisms, the way you say things, they're like my dad. You know, and uh I said, "Well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment, you know um I didn't want to take it any other way yeah. you know so uh so anyway, but I was just thinking that you know we do uh take on the characteristics right of our parents, and same is true spiritually, right if we've got the Holy Spirit in us, we know if we have a relationship with God, the Father through Jesus, you know we start looking in a sense and behaving like our heavenly Father, right? And uh, I don't know if you caught that in the passage, but, you know, towards the end there, it says, uh, you know, love your enemies, do good, lend to them, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil, right? So you were reflecting uh, our heavenly Father, when we live out this kingdom life that we're being called to. And um, that's what it it really is. And um, now, it's very important that you get uh, something right here. And and that is, you know, you don't try and live this way to be made right with God, okay? It's very important you realize that, that we, we don't try to live this way that Jesus is telling us in order to be made right with God we have to experience the grace of God that's available to us through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and once we put our faith in Jesus for what he's done for us on the cross and in paying for our sins once we receive that grace and we receive the spirit then that starts a transformation process in our lives and uh and then so so basically uh, the grace that saves us it alone saves us but that grace is not alone; it's followed by transformation. Okay, uh, and so, so just realize that when Jesus calls us to this way of life and uh, following Him, uh, it, it, you have to get the order right. We have to know Jesus as Savior. We have to have a an authentic relationship with God the Father, uh, if we're going to be reflecting. Um, Christ-like character and be transformed by Him. That's very, very, very important. So, um, now, so Jesus is talking about a love here in this passage um, that has nothing to do with pers- a person's attractiveness. We're, we're not just uh, he, we're not called to love people that we 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 like, right? Uh, we're we're not called just to love people. Uh, because they they uh, merit that love in our eyes. okay. And when we, by God's grace and power, do that, when we love people who are our enemies, you stand out. You stand out like a flower coming up out of the concrete, man, because nobody's doing that. Nobody is loving their enemies, okay, really. I mean, not typically, right? Um, in fact, you know, really, um, we live in a cancel culture, right? We we live in a culture where you you don't, you want to shame your enemies. You don't want to love your enemies. You want to just, you know, don't want to, just want to ignore that they exist. You want to just, you know, rather than actually loving your enemies. So, now, I think also before we kind of dive into this, I want to mention something. When you read these verses, they raise questions that Jesus wasn't answering, okay? <laughs> uh, here's what I mean. Like when people read things like, you know, um, you know how, how do you handle if you've been abused? You know, he's not saying that you don't report crimes of abuse. He's not saying that you should let yourself continually be abused, okay? He's not saying that, okay? So it's important to realize uh, he's not addressing those issues. I mean, doing justice means we should report abuse, okay? No no question about that. But these kinds of questions come up when you read some of these um, statements about kingdom living, all right? Um, he's also not telling us um, the proper use of the military and the government in response to things, okay? He's talking about personal interaction with people, okay? Uh, there are other places in the Scripture that talk about what government's purpose is supposed to be, okay? whether that's a reality or not, what it's supposed to be, okay? Um, so, I think it's important for us to to kind of mention that. Okay, now, so, um, loving your enemies. Uh, let's take a look here at the, the command here in uh, verse 27. You know, very simply stated, he says, But I say to you, who hear? Um, and, uh, you know, if you recall, when Charlie was doing this covering the passage that comes before this, right, he was, the last thing that came through was all the woes, right? Woe to you and woe to you, right? And so now in, Jesus was warning uh, the Pharisees and the scribes and so on and the religious leaders. But now we're back to talking to those who are kind of leaning in and really want to hear what Jesus has to say, his his followers, uh, his disciples. And so he's saying, I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. So love your enemies. Love your enemies, and this is interesting. It's kind of the first use of the verb form of love in this entire gospel, and and you'll notice here that um, uh, you know in the in the in the entire passage we see that. Love is, uh, does, it involves a couple of things. It involves uh, what's going on in our heart. So Jesus addresses some heart issues here in the passage. But he also shows us that love is just not, it's not some kind of a feeling, it's actually an action, okay? If we're really loving people um, the way Jesus calls us as believers to love
1: them, that, that we are, it's going to take the form of action, Okay? Now, who are the enemies? Uh, is it the Michigan fans? No. I'm just kidding. I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you're supposed to turn the other cheek if it says no. I'm, te- I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing, brother. I'm teasing. Actually, I could say, is it the Reds fans? Because I have an ongoing thing with some other people in the church about the Reds versus the, the Guardians. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But you know, we it's so it's not your sports uh, team that you're in your rivals. That's not your enemies, right? Um, Really, in the context here, I think the enemies he's referring to are people that hate us for our faith. If you go back to verse, I think it's twenty-two, verse twenty-two in chapter six says, "Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you." And revile you and spurn you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. So he's really saying it has to do with people hating you because you're associated with Jesus. Okay? That makes sense? So uh I think that's important for us to get. I'm having issues up here, man. It's it's just my issue. Nobody Okay, so um, so that's the thing to realize that when we talk about our enemies. Here, in the context, I think he's saying people who hate you because you're related to Jesus and you're living out your faith, okay? Um, now, uh, so so what what about this command? What's what's next? We see some examples, okay? We see some examples uh, of what he's getting at. And uh, just to remind ourselves here, I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good, to those who hate you, so he says, doing good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you. Um, and I think the cursing there is probably maybe um, someone seeing, uh, you know, particularly if you put yourself in their context, um, that that they would see, okay, you're you're not a real Jew, you know, if you're if you're believing in this guy, Jesus here, uh, and, and uh, you know, it's almost like a spiritual. You're spiritually accursed, right? Um, And there is record of people being kind of, uh, let's just say, you know, excommunicated, not allowed to be in the temple and all this sort of thing because of their relationship with Jesus. So He says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Then he says, to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also um, uh, from one who takes away your cloak. Do not withhold your tunic either. Now there's a lot uh, written on this thing here this this passage this, this verse in particular uh, some people think that um this uh slapping of the cheek or striking of the cheek is about it being insulted okay it's an insult other people think that um in this particular um cultural context it may have also been uh a strike of the cheek that meant that you were kind of disfellowshipped from the temple, okay? Um, and then, you know, so I, I think the thing here is that what we're seeing is uh, Jesus is is just basically saying, we're not retaliating here, okay? We're not retaliating here. Um, uh, I mean, I don't think this verse is telling us that, you know, you have to, you know, somebody comes in and they rob you, you just, you know, if they want your pocketbook, you say, Oh, well, take the stereo too. You know, or take oh, how about this? You know, and I think he's saying that. Okay. I think the point here is that he's saying that we are uh we're supposed to be uh not retaliating. We're we're not supposed to kind of like, you know, return evil for evil kind of thing. And and, and the way of kingdom living is is um is to um well first of all not be surprised. Uh, when people hate you because you know Jesus, okay? 1 John 3.13 tells us that. It says, "Uh, do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you, right? They hated Jesus. The world hated Jesus. If you're really living for Jesus, you're going to run across somebody at some point
1: that is going to hate on you because of that, okay? Okay. I would say just let it be, let them
0: hate you for something that's worthy of hate, okay? Not because you're doing something stupid in the name of Jesus, okay? Um, now that, I don't know how to define that for you, but it's like, you know, make sure that you're standing your ground on things that are solid biblically and so on. Um, but uh, the other thing is, uh, and I did mention this, uh, i give you a verse to go with it, uh, Romans 12, 21, do not, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Right, so what I really, I'm trying to tell you what in a, in a broad brushstroke what Jesus is getting at in this verse. Um, he's just trying to tell us we're not, we're not supposed to retaliate here. Uh, we're, not, we're not supposed to be that way. Be like Jesus, who it says in 1 Peter 2.23 says, when he was reviled, so this is Jesus in 1 Peter 2.23, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. So, that's a good takeaway there, right? He says, Jesus entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. So, um, um, it's not for us to execute uh, our own personal justice on people, right? Uh, Again, you should report crimes. Somebody's reporting a crime, committing a crime, you need to report it. That's, we're not talking about things like that, okay? But just in, in the course of relationship, and so in, in you, it's because if somebody is hating on you and doing things because um, you love Jesus, then he's saying, let God be the judge. He'll sort it out, right?
1: He'll sort it out. Entrust yourself to God who judges justly, who judges justly.
0: So Jesus is again not saying that there. He's, he's not saying that there's not any consequences for those who abuse. Right? It's, you got to go to other places in Scripture when you make conclusions on some of these things. I mean, to make sure you're broadly read. Okay. All right. So there's some examples of loving your neighbor there, right? Uh, and then there's a, actually it should be more than a principle. There's probably a couple principles here um, that that relate to loving your neighbor. One is, uh, it says, give to everyone who begs from you. Um, and from the one who takes away your goods, do not demand the back. You know, so what is he saying here? Um, well, he, he's saying be generous. Be generous. As a Christian, you ought to be known for your generosity, right? You see people that have need if you're able to, and you can't do this with everybody, but if you're able to, try to meet the need, right? Be open to meeting needs, physical needs, uh, of others. Right, um, and, uh, and and it says, and from the one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. Um, always, uh, here, here's a thought for you. I mean, this is not "thus saith the Lord," but
1: so if I if I
0: if I were to let give somebody some money, I would not call it a loan. I, I Like, because I don't want to be disappointed if they don't pay it back, and I don't want it to injure my relationship with them. So I just say, you need money? If I feel like the Lord's laying it on me, I'm not going to, like, lend it. That's, that's the way I would do it. Now, I'm not saying you can't loan somebody and say you make an arrangement to pay back that you're wrong to do that. I, I'm not saying you can't do that. Um, I, I'm just saying, like, there's some things to think about how money affects relationships if they don't get pay you back, Right? um so uh i'm not saying he, this is his command saying you know if you if you lend something back don't demand it back i just think he's just saying you know hold loosely to the things of the world be generous and and share those blessings with the people around you you see people in need just you know look for that i mean that, cuz that again go back to that the picture of that flower coming out of the concrete that's just so unlike the world right the world's going to want to give things expecting things in return Right? There's going to be a um a string attached of some sort, right? Many times. So just uh so just be thinking about that. You know, do we have generous generous hearts, or we tend do we tend to cling to tightly to our material possessions more tightly than we ought to? So uh be thinking about that as as a principle here. And then this there's another principle here, besides the Generosity. Again, these are. Think about this in the big banner of loving your enemies, right? Be generous with with not only the people that uh, you like, but the people that are maybe also making fun of you, who are not treating you right because of your faith. But it says here in verse thirty one, and as you wish that others would do to you, so do to them. We know that as the what, the golden rule, right? Some people call that the golden rule, right? Do unto others if you would have them do unto you. This is what he's getting at, right? Um, and he's just saying this is how you can love people. Think about how you would want them to treat you and treat them in kind, right? Do uh, good
1: to them in that way with that in mind, not as they deserve in your mind. okay? We're really good at judging people. Um, maybe it's just me
0: think in our hearts sometimes we're really good at saying, well, they don't deserve this and that and the other.
1: And, and, and you know, and, um, but there may be things that you are unaware of in their life that, uh, I mean,
0: it doesn't excuse bad behavior, it doesn't excuse sinful behavior, but but the idea here is that don't, treat, don't be thinking about treating people as they deserve, but treat them as you would want to be treated. Right? So be generous, the golden rule. Those all fit under this banner of how to love your enemies. How to love your enemies. And just think about this, this is a very practical thing. I, I'm sure you're going to run into people, and you have people in your life, at work, where you live, in your family, I don't know, uh, that, that maybe aren't, you're all out, like, you know, um, they wouldn't see, see themselves as your enemy, but somehow they just seem to make your life not fun. Right? Um and and uh, so be thinking about, you know, how can I how can I be more Christ-like in loving these people as they interface with my life.
1: All right. So um
0: and it's again, we kind of mentioned this earlier. This, this kind of love is is radically different. It's radically different. Um, Looking back at the verses here, verse 32, If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Again, he's just pointing out, you know, loving your buddies is no big deal. That's like easy. Everybody does that, even people that don't know Jesus. They they love their friends, right? He says, if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For sinners do the same. Yeah, we love to help people out that have helped
1: us out. Right? Well, what about helping people out that can't even do anything for you? Right? And that that just takes it to a whole another level, right? A whole whole level.
0: And he says if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. Again, just this generosity, this golden rule Living and and again you got to preface this with with uh this is not our natural bent. Okay, it is not my natural bent to love somebody that hates me. Okay, it's not it's it's it takes the Holy Spirit, it takes uh the Spirit of God living inside of us to, to live this way, right? And 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 because we still have the flesh. Often there are battles that wage, right? Our flesh wants to retaliate in certain situations, but the Word of God and the Spirit of God would say, no, don't do that. Let me take care of what any kind of uh, um, justice that ought to be done.
1: And, uh, you know, you find ways to love them, right? You find ways to love them. I'm thinking about generosity, I have a quote here from N.T. Wright um, that I, I saw. It said
0: that the kingdom that Jesus preached and lived was all about a glorious, uproarious, which is an interesting word, absurd generosity. Like this over-the-top, generous, that's what Christians ought to be. You see, that's that's the way believers ought to be, okay?
1: but it's radically different right ordinary folks love those who like themselves and
0: who like them back and radical folks who have been invaded by the holy spirit love those who hate them and are uh, you know and that's just the way it is that's that's the difference and it stands out and people take notice and will want to know why
1: would you do that why would you do that? The last thing here to mention
0: is this, that loving your enemies is being like your heavenly Father. And this is, we kind of started off mentioning this. Um, let's look at these verses here. Love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. Listen, it says, and your reward will be Great. Your reward will be great. See, there are rewards. There are rewards God gives rewards, and there are heavenly rewards. And he's speaking to that. He says, your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. Again, it's just reflective that we are sons and daughters of the Most High if we
1: live this way. But I think it's important though, it does help us as we keep heaven in mind. Right? Um, if you keep the fact that
0: we're, you know, we're here a very short time, but we'll be in heaven if we know Christ forever, then it helps us endure those who hate us because of our faith. And it would help us, I think, also love them. Because Jesus told us to,
1: and because we know it's the right thing to do, but also because there is a reward. There is a reward. This kind of love takes faith. I mean, you have to have faith that God's going to take
0: care of you, don't you? If you're going to be generous and you're going to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the golden rule, if you will, if you're going to live that way, it takes faith that God's going to take care of you, won't it? That takes faith, but he calls us to live by faith, right? He doesn't say just be by just be saved by faith and then then all work it out all on your own. No, it's it's live by faith. Also, after we've come to faith in Jesus, we're to live by faith, continually trusting. And that kind of faith, demonstrating that, also demonstrates that we are children of God, right? Um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, right? Not the ones who retaliate.
1: If you're a peacemaker, you're not a retaliator, right? Be merciful even as your Father is merciful.
0: Keep your eyes up on the Lord, right? That's what's going to help us love the way Jesus loved and to love this way, to love to this degree, right? So It's easy to preach on this. It's easy to do a little Bible study on this. But when we're faced with people that mistreat us because of our faith or pass you over at work because they know what you stand for, or whatever, there could be
1: different. It could manifest itself in different ways. It's that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where it's you know that's where we live. And so we need God's help. We
0: need His power to say, Lord, I want to take this beyond the Bible study. I want to take this
1: beyond the sermon, and I need Your help to, to do this. And and so when I say
0: keep your heavenly father in mind, it's saying, like, you know, we need we want to be like our heavenly father in this. We need to be showers of mercy. Showers of mercy. Be merciful, even as your father
1: is merciful. So the gospel empowers us to love our enemies. Right? When you when we enter in
0: the kingdom of God by believing on the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And we are we we are amazed by how much God has shown us mercy. And that's the thing, right? That's the thing. If we kind of lose sight of the mercy and the grace that's been shown to us, how much we have been forgiven and continue to be forgiven, right? If we lose sight of that, then we tend to be more retaliatory and less generous and less forgiving, and less merciful.
1: But he who has been forgiven much loves much, right? And so I would say, if we want to grow
0: in this, we might need a bit of revival of how much God loves us and how much He has demonstrated that love and to not forget it and to say, Lord, would you renew me Uh, and just not only the knowledge, but the experience of your love and your mercy. And as you renew me in that, Lord, would you help me to then let that spill out to those around me who would fit in this category of my enemies? Amen?
1: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful thankful for your word and probably from a young age if we've
0: gone to a church we've heard these things we've heard love your enemy
1: we've heard these things to do good to others we've we've heard these things but lord maybe we're having trouble living them
0: and god so we do pray as i was just saying lord i pray that you would make it a reality more and more in our lives if we if we are not seeing and experiencing your love and 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 remembering your mercy and grace toward us on a daily basis lord help us refresh us renew us in that and lord if if anyone here if you've brought to mind that fits in this category of enemy, Um, Lord, I pray that you would help them to love in Jesus' name
1: um, and take whatever action that you lead them to do. Lord, we want to leave.
0: We don't want to be retaliatory. We want to be known to be generous. And, and like we said earlier, Lord, we know that you would, it's appropriate to put boundaries up in, in situations and things. It's and not what you're talking about here. You're not addressing those situations. But you're just saying, let us be known, let us be known as for extraordinary
1: love, extraordinary love, supernatural love. Lord, may you be glorified. As you transform us, In Jesus' name.